There are people referred to be ordinary. These are people the devil has robbed of their dignity and true worth of their life. They are fearful. They are sick. They all sit in darkness, hopeless and in despair. Against this backdrop, the word of the Lord came to his servant, Reverend Norbert Okonji, saying, Go raise a people called ordinary and bring them to an extraordinary place in life through the undiluted word of God. Gather your friends and loved ones. Let everyone know that Reverend Norbert is right on air. Somebody give Jesus a big, big hand. If you know he woke you up this morning, why not give him a big, big hand? He's a faithful God. Hallelujah. We're blessed by that ministration this morning, I believe. It is God's hands that make the difference. It's the hand of God that raised you up from your bed this morning. It is the hand of God that kept you together. And this morning, I don't want us to take that hand for granted. I want us to open up our hearts and say thank you. Forget your challenge. Forget what you cannot handle. Thank him for what he has done. I was talking with one of my sons yesterday and while he was complaining over many things, I asked him, but do you know that you are better off today? He said, true. If I look at last year and I look at today, I know that I am better. I say, why you think it is hard for you? Look back and you see many people you are better than. A grateful heart is always full of testimonies. But an ungrateful heart will never see what God is doing. Lift your voice and say, thank you. Even if I'm standing with my two legs today, it's a miracle. Father, I give you praise. Thank you for your mighty hand. Thank you for your awesome hand. Thank you for your healing hand. Thank you for your hands of deliverance. Thank you for your hands of help. Somebody lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and give it to Let's join in the fellowship of the Spirit.
stand with it. Many have hands, but they can reach out with it. Lord, no matter where we are today, we thank you because you brought us through. We return the glory and the honor to you because there is hope for all the living. Thank you because we know that in your hands we are saved. And in your presence there is fullness of joy. Now release your power in this place. Heal the sick among us. Bind up the brokenhearted. Help the helpless. Fight for the weak. Help the discouraged to find their feet back. Lord, do what man cannot do in our midst. Lord, glorify your name in this house. Let your word come with clarity. Let your word come with understanding. Word come with light. Let your word come to make impact in our life. Praise the Lord. We continue on the series, Keys to Breakthrough, Part 3. Keys to Breakthrough, Part 3. And we are looking at giving as our area of concentration this morning. We have dealt with determination. We have dealt with discipline. And I want to show you another key that causes breakthrough for men. If you don't want to remain where your enemies want you to be, you must understand this key. Let me start by saying that giving is living. You are not truly living if you are not giving. If you don't understand giving, you will not understand living. Life will not be interesting enough until you understand the principle of giving. Acts chapter 10 verse 1 and 2. I want to take an example of 1 and 2. There was a man called Cornelius. He was a giver. I, I just want to take that example and prepare your mind for what God has for you this morning. There was a man, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. A centurion on the band called the Italian band. Verse 2. A devout man. 
and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much arms, which gave much, he was a giver by nature, which gave much arms to the people and prayed to God always. Time will not permit me to read further. But I can give you that as assignment. When you go home, read the whole of that chapter. Upon everything, this man was going to hell. Because he had no salvation. He was supposed to die and go to hellfire. But something attracted God. Where he found himself was a place where he would have died and wasted. But what he was doing attracted God to intervene. Please take us to verse 3, just for, for uh, uh, clarity's sake. Just verse 3 alone. Let's see how we can push that. But I would like you to go and study this place. He saw in a vision, evidently, about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. An angel visited him because he was a giver. He gave so much that heaven could not despise him. He gave so much that God looked at this man. How can this man, after much giving, go to hell? So God released an angel to him. And God sent Peter to him. God sent a message to Peter. God sent a message to him. If you read further, you will find out that this man and Peter finally met. And salvation came to his house. So, well, we can't buy salvation. And I'm, I'm not trying to say he bought salvation. But I'm saying that his giving became so much that heaven's attention came closer to him. That God needed to send an angel to him and God needed to organize the senior apostle of the church to his house in order for his soul not to waste on earth. Giving is powerful. I'm using that to open this in this way. I want you to capture that in your mind. When people, when people make you think that you are stupid for giving, don't buy that idea. There are things that you do, it looks foolish in the eyes of men, but it's not always foolish in the eyes of God. Some people think you are weak because you give. No. The Bible we read says it is more blessed to give than to do what? Receive. Givers are always at advantage. Whether you like it or leave it, whether you believe it or leave it, givers are better than beggars. Am I right? Givers are better than beggars. Will you ever wake up and say, Father, make me a beggar? No. But we will all pray that God make me a giver. It is one thing to pray that prayer. It's another thing to, to live that life. Amen. But my concentration this morning is to open your eyes to certain principles, certain laws I want you to understand this morning. There are seven laws of sowing and reaping I want to share with you. Seven laws of sowing and reaping you must know. Seven laws. I may not exhaust the seven in this service, but let me start from somewhere. Amen. Lift up your right hand and say, My Father, my Father, give me a fresh revelation from your word. Fresh revelation from your word. Lord, help me today. Lord, help me today. To understand the voice of your spirit. To understand the voice of your spirit. Minister to my heart, Holy Spirit. Minister to my heart, Holy Spirit. And direct me in the path of life. Direct me to the path of in life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Shout Jesus. amen louder. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to look at these seven laws. Number one law, you must plant something. Everybody is looking for breakthrough. But not everybody has something on the ground. Law number one for sowing and reaping. Law number one for giving and receiving. 
Law number one for planting and harvesting is that you must plant something. You don't assume a harvest. You prepare for a harvest. In order not to assume a harvest, you have to plant a seed. If your father has the largest land in Ibuzo, and because your father has the largest land in this land, you say, okay, when others are harvesting, I want to go and harvest. When you didn't plant, you'll be disappointed. You will meet a big land with bush. Am I right? You will meet a very large land that you cannot get a harvest from. It is not the largeness of the land. It is the seed that is in it. Many of you are hoping, expecting, praying, prophesying, fasting that life will be better. That you are going to emerge a great person. That is the prayer of everybody. But ladies and gentlemen, there is a way to prepare for such a future. And that is by sowing. I have always said in this church, and I want to repeat it now. Where there is no investment, <laughs> there will be no harvest. If you are too, if you are too stingy or greedy to plant, you will suffer in the day of harvest. It's the truth of life. It's the truth of life. This is not just church message. Take it to your farm. That's how it works. This is the truth of life. People who are too hard, stiff-handed, they can't release, they can't give. They are too sensible, too smart. When it gets to the time to receive, others will be gathering, they'll be watching. That's how life works. I don't care the field where you operate. Whether you're a politician, you are hearing my voice. If you're a politician and you don't know how to give, you will never rise in politics. It's the truth of life. Because when we, you know, I'm spreading this. Some people think when we bring messages like this, our church is looking for money. No, we're not looking for money. We're trying to teach you how to live life. We're trying to make you succeed, to break through, to break through, to lift the boundary your fathers couldn't cross. You want to do better in life, then you must ask God for the grace to give. If you are not a giver, you don't have a future of a harvest. Your grandfather lived all his life, nothing to write home about. Your father, nothing to write home about. Check their story. You cannot continue like that. One of the secrets to break, to breaking through in life is to is to understand this principle of giving. So number one law is that you must plant something. John chapter 12 verse 24. You must plant something. I said this and I would like you to write it down. It's very important. The best way to conquer, to conquer lack is to plant. The best way to conquer lack is to do what? Plant. Every farmer that has seed in his farm today has hope for tomorrow food. Am I right? Uh -huh. Okay, verse 24 of John chapter 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. Except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. So the seed you refuse to plant is the season you have missed. Are you still in this church? Okay. God gives seed to the sower. I'm quoting the Bible. In other words, when God puts a seed in your hand, he does not expect you to use it to decorate your house. It is for planting. The Bible said, except a seed of corn, a wheat of corn, fall to the ground and die. Except it leave your hand and go to the ground, it will remain alone. But when it leaves
use your hand, it will go and bring a harvest. Papa Goodwill will say, it might leave your hand, but it won't leave your life. Those of you who are afraid to let something go out of your hand, you are torturing your future. Something may leave your hand today, but it didn't leave your life. That seed that leave your hand in your farm that you covered, it didn't leave your life. It's a question of time. You will come and harvest it in a greater measure. So the law number one is that something must leave your hand. You must stop holding things too hard. There is, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, there is one that gathereth more than it meets and it comes to poverty. There is one that scattereth and yet increaseth. The way to increase is to scatter. If you gather too much and you don't know how to give, it will be difficult in the future. Law number two, I want you to know about seed time and harvest, and about giving and receiving, about planting and, you know, harvesting. I want you to know number two, you must plant your seeds in a good ground. I've been saying this and I will repeat it again. You must plant your seed in a good ground. As sweet as the apple is, and we all like it, it will not grow in Ibuzo land. Ibuzo people eat apple, they like apple, but their ground cannot grow it. Not everywhere that looks good is good for the seed you carry. Yes. You must be selective where you sow your seed. I'm taking you somewhere. Okay, let, let's, let's look at the Bible. Matthew chapter 13 verse 8. The points I'm making, I'm going to be, I, I want to be showing you scripture so that uh, this morning I, 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 I came with the spirit and the grace of teaching. I want you to capture something. It's not about just coming to shout and say give, give, give. I want you to know why you should give. And why, if it's not a, if not a lifestyle, why you should pray that God should deliver you from that. Okay, but other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit. Some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Other fell into where? Help me look at the scripture. Other fell into where? Help me. Other fell into where? Can we say it louder? Good ground. Uh -huh. So not every ground is good. There's good ground, there's bad ground. Galatians chapter 6 verse 8. There's good ground, there's bad ground. Galatians 6, 8. A mistake some young people made in the past that we should correct today. For he that soweth to his flesh, this guy is planting, but he's planting to his flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. So the harvest of flesh is corruption. Can I say that again? The harvest of the flesh is what? Corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. So the harvest of the spirit is continuity. Why the harvest of the flesh is corruption means decay. Everything you sow to the flesh has no future. It's gone. It will die. It will burn off. As a little child growing up, I, I saw my father with some money. And he was very popular. We were treated like foreigners, even in a, in a place like Abo. Because the way people adored him because of the wealth he had. But as I grew up, I came to understand one of the mistakes my father made. My father sold so much to the flesh. He gave to the church when the Anglican, every Thanksgiving, bazaar, whatever we do those days, if either I'm the chairman of the children's Thanksgiving or my elder brother or somebody, it must not leave my house because the rich man 
children, they are there. But that wasn't enough. I, have, I, grew, I, I, I knew when my mother, one particular day, my mother killed 75 fowls to entertain my father's friends. 75. He did it, she do it virtually every year. I know when we get to the house and we see cartons of beer lined up in our corridor and they stock it inside fridge for entertaining my father's visitor. Once he comes back from work, you see his friend, they will line up with cars. They will come, the whole parlor, they will sit down, one, two, three, four bottles. Give them. He, they, if he finished, they will speak up to supply us. He was sowing in the flesh. But when the man fell, there was no harvest. There was no harvest. You see, when I say some things by the grace of God, there are little things that God has opened my eyes to know in life. There are things I have come to know practically, apart from what I read, apart from the teachings I'm exposed to, there are things I saw in this world and I know that the Bible is true. Sometimes I'll look at my father when things were rough for him. I will look at my father and say, so is this this man? Where are those friends? Nobody. Because he's sold to the flesh. And the reward of the flesh is corruption. Young men, listen to me. You know, sometimes when we preach like this, some people think, we are not targeting your pocket. We are trying to, we are trying to package your future. All these ones you are carrying your friends from party to party, hotel to hotel, just to impress people that you have money. I'm not against your phone. But the question is, how much fund do you have in heaven? The Bible warned, it says, sow your seed. It says, give to where thieves and moth will not be able to assess. Am I right? That's Matthew chapter 6. Am I right? Yes. Where thieves cannot access, where robbers cannot break in. Every money I give to God is secured. Every money I give to man is corrupt. Especially when I am sowing to the flesh to glorify my flesh. I told you a story of my uh, one of my sons in the Lord those days who refused to hear word. How he went on to build a house for a girl. The girl's father. He trying to impress the man so that he can marry the girl. Took the girl's younger brother and put, to and put him polytechnic. The other one, he became the breadwinner of the house. As I'm talking to you today, that girl he did all those things for is married to another person with children. That guy has not been able to build his own house till today. Everything you sow to the flesh has no future. I'm not against your form, but I'm trying to open your eyes in this world. When you give to God, there is a record, there is an account. It is safe. If you know what to do in the day of your harvest, God will release it back to you. Every money in God's account is in a safe account. Every service in God's account is in a safe account. Every time you gave to the church is recorded in heaven. Every investment you made, not just money investment, it could be your talent, it could be your time, it could be anything you use to serve God is kept. I don't know of any other better place, but I know that in this kingdom, in the work of God, it's one of the best place to sow your seed. Yes. Giving to widows is accepted because it's biblical. Helping the poor is accepted because it's biblical. Reaching out to the orphans is accepted because it's biblical. It's a good way to sow your seed. Honoring your father and your mother is accepted.
One young boy bought a Venza for his girlfriend when he made his money, his first million. Somehow, somehow, he ran into millions. And he bought a Venza, beautiful Venza for his girlfriend. And drove back to the village to see his mother in a mud house. And open boots, they carry bread and granola yekomax to impress the woman. The money that he used to buy that car will complete at least two bedroom flat for the mother. You see, we don't know how to sow seed. We don't, we need to be wise. We need to be wise. There are people in this town now, if you see them very big, driving big cars. But if you see their mother carrying firewood in the village, you pity for them. He that sold to the flesh shall reap corruption. He that, you see, I am telling you biblical requirement for where your seed should be channeled. Be wise. Be wise. Because some people uh, are fond of uh, uh, me. I'm a giver. I'm a, how did you give? Who did you give? I'm a giver. When I ask my friends, they know I'm a giver. Because you took them to a bar and you bought seven crates of beer, seven cartons of beer and you got people drunk. You call it giving. You sold to the flesh. You will reap corruption. In fact, if you're not careful, you go to admission. That's corruption. You will go hospital for that thing you did. You carry young boys and put them inside a room. Buy shisha. Buy them hard drugs. Just in, in the name of you are trying to, you, you see, you know, I, I have a very good heart. I, me and my friends with a day, are they, you know, are they, you, are, you are, God will deliver you. Ah, Jesus, God will deliver you. That is a wrong place to sow your seed. That is a wrong place to invest your money. That is a wrong place to push in your resources. That is a wrong place to push in your... I, I pray for you that God will direct your resources aright. In the name of Jesus Christ. You must plant your seeds in a good ground. He said, the one that fell to the good ground brought some 30, 60, and 100. Because it was in the group. Anytime your seed go to the good ground, you are sure to have harvest. Good ground. Good ground. Good ground. People are so in the kingdom to pull souls to God. It is a good ground. I'm telling you. People are building churches for God. It's a good ground. It's a good ground. I know somebody who said she started that thing as a desire. God, I pray in my lifetime, let me be able to build, even if it's one church, from foundation to roof. How many of you have such desire? You, know, you are looking for moto. I look, God, give me money, let me increase the number of my girlfriends. She said, I, as a youth, she began to make a woman. I began to meditate it. Let me, even if it's in church, from foundation to finish, let it be said that I built a church for God. Today she has built more than 10. From desire. The moment she did the first one, heaven opened up. She's building churches for God like somebody buying shoes for people. Not just for his local assembly, but he sees that there is a need for church. People are buying vehicles for the ministry to support evangelism. People are buying instruments for the church to support the work of God. It's a good way to sow seed. I know if my father had done that with all those money was it to entertain men. When his evil days came it would have not been bad like that. Nobody told me I sat down and I, I played things. And I said, this man had opportunity. He had opportunity. He had opportunity. You won't know. But maybe if you know those who know us as children growing up, they will go and tell you the story. 
Yeah. My father will be coming to village. Another truck before another truck will be following him carrying drink. His wife, my mother, will carry bags of clothes to share for women. It's not, they are not doing it to impress you. They have it. There are sometimes a month, my mother can give more than five bags of rice in one month. Just dashing people. You can't come to a house and go empty handed. They had the money. But it was not well challenged. But you see, all those in front for remember now. You see, when you do, it is not every good thing you do that is good. That's what I'm trying to teach you. You have to be smart as a child of God. This money when I want carry go, it doesn't glorify God. Will it enter God's account and just please him man? That's the question you should ask. This money is it glorifying God? Will I have a return? Will there be a harvest of what I'm doing? Will there be a harvest? Once you locate a good ground, you have located a place where you'll be having a return. May you find your good ground. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Number three, you must plant large amount of seeds. Stop sowing small seed. I will explain to you. You must plant. You are, I'm going to pray for you and I want you to also pray for yourself. That God will give you a large heart to give. <laughs> let, let, let me show you that scripture. Let me show you that scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Because this is a message on breakthrough. So we are talking about breakthrough here generally. Uh, you see people on top today, people are celebrating them. They say God has given him breakthrough. If you want God to give you breakthrough, stop giving small seeds. Stop, stop, stop. Let it start from your offering. Break the habit of 20 naira offering. Are you hearing me? Promote yourself. Go beyond 50 naira. Some of you, what you give to God as offering is an insult, and you know. It's an insult that nobody is asking you or nobody is looking at what you are giving. It does not mean you don't have conscience before, before God. If I come to you as a person, and I say, buy me ice cream. Will you give me that 20 naira we don't hear? Then you look at Almighty God, the one who woke you up this morning. And you brought money you couldn't spend and drop in offering box. Is it not an insult to God? Are you not telling God that he's blind? Look at this. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully, plenty, shall reap also bountifully. Now, to help everybody, put the new living translation. I think it will help us get the message clearly. The new living translation. It will help us get the message. Alright. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously we get a generous crop. Remember this. So every time you are coming with the least, the smallest, remember this. That the return is going to be small. Galatians chapter 6. You must sow large. Amen. Galatians chapter 6. Go to go to verse six, 7. Galatians 7. Let's. Hallelujah. Can you see this version? What? Don't be misled. Don't be misled. And not mock. You always harvest what you plant. So if you want breakthrough, you are saying, God, I want to hit with big. I want a large harvest. Then sow a large seed. Don't be misled. Don't let anybody deceive you. 
Those who sow small always reap small. Those who have a large heart to give are always larger than the rest. This is the Bible made simple. He said, he who sows sparingly, we reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully, we reap bountifully. So you decide your harvest. Tell your neighbor, you decide your harvest. By your seed time. Yes. So for those of us who are praying to God, God, give me, a, give me breakthrough in life. Lord, I want to be big. I want to be great. They, what we are telling God, the prayer should be, God, give me a large heart to sow a large seed. Give me a large heart to sow a large seed. Hallelujah. I remember I, this year I've been able by the grace of God, we have visited Worry during the conference and uh, other places by the grace of God. I've never found myself in a conference or a program that I don't see myself sowing. I don't go to a program because I just want to go and hear the word of God. While I'm going to hear the word of God, I'm, I see it as an opportunity to sow. Under the grace of people like Papa Yorisha Jaffo, those mighty men of God that came to worry this year, mighty, mighty men of God, seasoned men of God, people that God have used, that have conquered territories, that have gone international, they are preaching, then I should be looking for 20 naira. Is that your flight ticket? Do you, do you have common sense? When you see grace, you are looking for 20 naira. To contact grace, I'll be to contact the disgrace. So I see myself sowing. And I'm not scared to sow. And I'm still sowing. If there's one thing I'm asking God, give me a large heart to give. Because I don't need anybody to tell me, say, don't be misled. Don't be misled. Nobody can mislead me. I know that everybody's harvest is tied to his giving. Your next level is in your ability to give now. I am not, it's not, it's not a debate. I know that the way to the top is how to give now. No, you should know your seed. So I take advantage of these seasons. And I sow. And I don't wait for the least. Because I don't want to be the least. You know, sometimes when you go to some programs, if you are here, you can give us 100,000 naira, come and join us. And some people say, don't worry. Maybe they will come down to 5,000. And the man of God called again, 50,000. He said, I, I tell you, it's coming down. 20,000. Uh -huh. Let me relax, it will come to 5,000. Some will say, let me relax, it may even come to 1,000. But the moment he called 100,000, the Holy Ghost touch your heart. That's you. He said, no, 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 be me, wait. If they come, if they come our size. <laughs> now you give yourself that size. If 1,000 is your size, then 1,000 will be your harvest. Uh, it might not be 1,000, but that is the range of your harvest. The person who sow one seed of corn for a farm and who sow one basket, not the same harvest, not be the same harvest. So if you want to break through in life, ask God for a large heart to give, especially his work. Do it generously. Do it. You know what you are doing. It will lead you somewhere. In the mighty name of Jesus. To break through in life, you need a large heart to sow large seeds. You need a large heart to sow large seeds. You remember Brother Solomon, the king? How did he break through? By much prayer. No! You know, today in the church, a lot of mistakes that we make some of us know the truth, but we just try to hide under some truths. Break through prayer. Break through prayer. Break through prayer. Father, I shall be larger than my father's. It's not in what. You can still pray on that thing and die a broke man. For instance, financial prosperity does not answer to that thing you are doing. When you pray that kind of prayer, you may command authority or power in your mouth. 
you can chase witches and wizards. But you want to have money and control money. If you like, kill yourself inside this altar they pray. It doesn't bring money. The covenant of money eh, is different from that you do. God asked Solomon how he make him money. He gave the kind of offering that nobody has ever given in the, in the history of life. Nobody in one city, a thousand bond offering. God left heaven that night. What? Who is one thousand bond offering on my altar? By who? That night, God appeared in his dream and said, Solomon, ask for anything. The guy didn't pray. He only offered. Offering can turn heaven towards you. If you doubt me, go and ask the first children that live on earth, Cain and Abel. When Cain gave rubbish, God looked at him and said, this boy, you are taking me for granted. When Abel gave, the Bible says his offering was accepted. God respected his offering. Can you imagine God respecting the offering of man? God respected his offering. Please put for us Hebrew chapter 11 verse 4. God respected his offering. Not his shouting. Not his die, 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 die. Okay, now that you have killed all the witches holding you, you are the next witch holding yourself. You need to, you need to lose yourself. Financial prosperity is in your ability to give. It was by faith that Abel brought more acceptable. By faith, not by faith he, he prayed more prayer. He brought a more acceptable offering to God. A more acceptable offering to God by faith. All these words, I have faith, that would be great. I have faith. If your faith is not leading you to giving, that your faith has question. If you're a man of faith, it must be demonstrated in your giving. Because faith means I know God exists, even if I'm not saying physically. And one of the proof of my knowing that God exists is to give that God something. And I'm sure that that God is returning something to me. Is to come to the altar with an assurance that God, I am dropping a gift to you, not to man. So, Abel was a man of faith and demonstrated it by giving a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man. His offering was an evidence of his righteousness. All this, your long gown and skirt is good, but where is the offering? And God showed him approval of his gift. Not of his prayer. God showed him approval of his gift. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. Offerings. Giving to the kingdom. It's very important you know that. Large amounts of seed makes a great man you will never be small again in the name of jesus christ i will stop at number four number four this is very important message and i want you to get it number four some of your seeds will be lost don't take that as bad news i will explain in a few minutes some of your seeds will be lost go to the book of mark chapter 4 verse 3 to 5 and I will explain why I'm bringing this point to you. I'm going to explain that to you. Some of your seed will be lost. Mark 4, 3 to 5. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. Go to 4. As he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on footpaths. Can you see that? That one don't lose. And the birds came and ate it. Oh, Google. That we can never bring our vest again. Don't lose. Go to fire. Other seed fell on the shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. That one also lost. So, pastor, what are you trying to tell us? Are you advising us not to give? No, I'm advising you to give and give again. Because one of the things I hear people say is that uh, I've, give, I've been giving now. I've been given. I've been given. I don't think this is about giving. Pastor, let's try deliverance. Ah, they say if I give tithe, if I give tithe and offering, uh, that God will open my heaven. All the tithe I gave throughout last year, nothing changed. I, I decided not to give again. 
Maybe if you see, if you look this parable clearly, I'm just trying to share this light from the parable. If you look at the parable, the story started that the first set of seed fell by the wayside. It was the last set that entered the good ground. So don't judge God yet. Maybe you have not given enough. Don't judge God yet. I'm going to show you another scripture that will help you to understand what I'm saying. Don't judge yourself. Don't, don't say uh, giving does not work. Giving works is just that the law of life states that even in your farm, there are some things you plant. You know that thing they call, that look like skewer. I think they, what they call that thing. Is it hair they call it? It will come and uproot that of corn. Sometimes you plant um, melon. It will help you to eat it. That should not stop you from farming. Has it made any farmer to stop farming? No. You go and replant. This is how the kingdom runs. I've been given. The moment you start entertaining discouragement, you miss your harvest. It is possible you have been given. Nobody's arguing that with you. But the law says keep giving. Because if the sower went back after losing those seeds, he wouldn't have gotten the harvest. Some fell by the wayside. He continued. Some fell by the stone. He continued. Some fell by um, the rocky place. He continued until he located the good ground. So if you have given, keep giving. Keep giving. You will soon locate your harvest place. Is somebody learning something from that? Now look at Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Let me show you that. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 2. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 2. I, I, I just believe somebody is learning something today. Hallelujah. You will never come to a dry season again. In the name of Jesus. The days of your begging are over in the mighty name of Jesus. From today, God will give you the link to your harvest. Every seed that has been sown, I command them to start growing up right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now look at this. It's very important. But divide your investment among many places. This is NLT. For you do not know what risk might lie ahead. Now go to the King James Version. Let's use the old grammar to help you understand this. This one is when we talk about business. Uh -huh. You know, some people don't get hard to, be, to, to break through in life. I, I wish I have time. I'll talk about this another time. Uh, this is very powerful scripture. Some don't have hearts. You want to succeed in life. Stop. I, I hate it when I hear people say things like that. And you know, during that program I gave, I did something. You are counting what you gave to God. You have a diary where you keep your record. What is wrong with you? That's why you're not breaking through now. Look at it. Give a portion to seven. Give a portion to seven. In the Bible, biblically, seven is a complete number. When you see seven in the Bible, it talks about completion, perfection. Give a portion to seven and also to eight. So if you say, I've given, God say, give beyond. I've been giving, keep giving. When he say also to eight, go beyond that thing in your mind. For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. You see, you don't even know the seed that will work. Now go to verse 3. I'm trying to show you something. If your mentality is not corrected, your prosperity will be in question. If the clouds be full. So everything we are giving is falling into an account. Waiting for your cloud to fall for a manifestation. If the cloud be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. If the cloud be full. So stop counting your seed because it takes a lot to fill the cloud. Stop counting. Stop this, your mentality. Eh, last year, eh, I give. This year, you know, eh, I, I've been giving my tithe people, but I'm not going to give again. Eh, eh. Give to seven, give to eight. Because some seeds are going to fall by the wayside. This mentality, if you understand it, it will help you in life. As a businessman, you fear nothing. You invest here, it close, invest again. Don't, don't go back because you have a setback. When I hear young men say, this one can't do, my generator can't spoil. My this one, so and so. Generator spoil. Use sunlight. Do something else. When they covered Isaac well, he dug another one. People who have a right-giving mentality cannot be stopped in life. 
This is where we learn such mentality. You can't do anything for people like us to stop us. Because we know a principle that says, give seven, give eight. We are out to give. If you try to hinder us, we break forth from another side. Do you know what a seed does on the ground? If you plant seed, for instance, yam, you put yam on the ground here. Yeah, sometimes where you're expecting the yam to come out from, it's not where it comes from. Am I right? Farmers will tell you, sometimes it goes from the other side. It starts from the tail or the middle. But you are expecting from the head. Because anyhow, there must be a breakthrough. So if this side doesn't work, this one will work. Stop complaining over the little you have given. Keep giving. Be faithful with your giving. Be current with your giving. Just do it because your harvest is coming. For when the cloud be full of rain, it will happen like magic. You know, when I hear people say things in town and some celebrate and some are envious, it doesn't matter. Eh? I know their church day for a testimony every day. It is this and that, that. No problem. Do you know how many years I've been giving offering? Do you know how many years I've been praying? I've been, I've, those of you that were born in 1994, when I first stand up, since 1994, I've been praying to God, serving this God with my time, my energy, my money. Why wouldn't I be a commander now in the spirit realm? Why wouldn't I ask God, bless you, and God will not, why would God not bless you? Do you know what I have sacrificed to God with my life? Do you know the privileges I saw and I walked out on it because I want to concentrate on God? If I call anything, it will answer me because I have the right in the spirit. I didn't get there overnight. It took years. This church alone is 18 years. So imagine 18 years offering. You have not given for one year, you will complain. What do you don't give? When our cloud full, our manifestation is everywhere. We manifest because we have a full cloud. It is your turn. Very soon, you will be manifesting these things. If your amen is louder, I see God take you there. In the name of Jesus. So I want to encourage you. Don't be tired in what you do. The Bible says if you faint in the days of your adversity, your strength is little. Don't give up. Keep pushing. Your harvest is coming. Very soon, you will be building houses. The way you are buying slippers, that's how you'll be building your houses. In the name of Jesus. Rise on your feet, somebody. There's a prayer I want you to pray for the next one minute. And I want you to be sincere about this prayer. If giving made Abel righteous and made God accept him and respected his offering, if giving made Solomon the richest man on earth, if giving made Isaac to break through in the land of, in a land where he's supposed to be a stranger, if giving was one of the secrets of Job of becoming the greatest in the East, you need a giving heart. In the next service, I'm going to show you men from the Bible who give and their result. If giving made God to send angels to Cornelius, what are you waiting for? You are going to ask say, God, give me a heart to give to your kingdom, to your work. Father, give me a giving heart. Lord, a heart to give you. Give me a rugged heart for giving. Lord, the kind of heart you gave Solomon. The kind of heart you gave Abel. The kind of heart you gave Isaac. The kind of heart you gave to Abraham. Father, give me that heart. Tell the Lord every discouragement in my spirit. I bind them in the name of Jesus. Every weakness of my heart. Lord, I bind them in the name of Jesus. Some of you have wasted opportunities sowing on the wrong ground. Now, this is your prayer. Say, Father, forgive me for my wasted years and my wasted seed. Give me another opportunity, Lord. Give me opportunity, Lord, to sow into your kingdom. To sow into your work. Give me opportunity to do your work. Pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. Power is coming to your direction now.